Welcome to another episode of Wicked Smart. I am your host, Lucas Bean. I got my co-host over here, Brad from NFT Now. I think you're a director of blockchain technology, right, Brad? GM, yes, sir. Glad What's to, good, man? Glad to see you, man. It's been a little while. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Just, uh, you know, happy shitcoin season. Happy May the 4th. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It is Star Wars, isn't it? Isn't it like I, I saw a couple of tweets already about that. I'm like, oh, am I missing out on something here? I don't feel like I am exactly, but who knows, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, uh, you know, May the 4th kind of like you know yeah, may yeah. the force yeah yeah i know yeah. It is. It's that's, a, why, that's why I, I that's what i was saying yep it's a star wars uh, it's like a star wars holiday because were you a huge fan though like were yeah, you ever like a i mean star my wars name fan? is my name is luke so oh that's true yeah you've got, like, <laughs> i don't know i didn't really have a take i really didn't have a choice my man it was uh like burned into me so <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan big fan of star wars big fan of all that stuff so not sure about like some like, of the episodes, uh, you know, some of them were, were okay. And then some of them were great, but I think even looking back on the, uh, on the ones that were like supposedly just like, okay, they were still actually really good compared to a lot of other movies out there, man. Oh yeah. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of star Wars fans in tech, you know, to kind of paint a broad stroke there. Ouch. And, uh, and there's Star Trek, Star Wars. There's like, basically everybody loves that stuff. I mean, think about it. Like, I think it was the next generation. The card was holding an iPad in like the nineties. So, uh, I mean, it's funny how that works, but they actually did a little side by side of like Steve jobs holding the iPad and then actually Picard holding the iPad on like the, uh, the enterprise. So Way ahead of its time, oh man, way ahead of its time. So with that said, I don't see Mintify today. He's supposed to be in the he's supposed to be in here. I don't see him. So maybe we should just like move on to our guest today, which is Schiller. What's up, Schiller? How's it going, man? Hey, how you doing, guys? Thanks for having us. How's life treating you? Pretty good. Who's behind the account today? Is uh is it Sam? Is this it... is Fitzy. Oh, Fitzy. This okay, Fitzy. cool. Sam... Man. Yeah, yeah, Sam down there. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's down there. Just bring him up. Um, but yeah, thanks for having us. Um, looking forward to, to chat, anything web three business building, Schiller, anything like that. Um, let's go. Yeah. Happy to be here. I think is the short version. <laughs> the pleasure is absolutely ours for sure. I think, hey guys, uh, whoever wants to come up, it's great. Hey Sam, how's it going? Yeah, pleasure. very good. Thanks. Thanks for having us. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. My first space. And, uh, I would say just over two weeks. So it's pretty exciting to be back. So you guys are my first space in two plus weeks and uh, i'm glad it is you guys are pretty awesome i want to learn all about you guys and i hear a bird is that wonderful birds in the background i yeah i'm actually in um i'm actually in lisbon at the moment oh, so um, there's a few there's, nice. a, there's, a, there's a few birds here yeah <laughs> so uh that's yeah it's uh no i was in i was at consensus last week and uh just just came back via lisbon so uh it was a great week over there. Ended up being over there for just over a week, so ton of meetings and uh, yeah, just just got some meetings here in Lisbon where it's you know obviously a lot going on over here as well. So just just trying to spend time in a few of the you know major hubs of the space. Yeah, absolutely. Austin's a, Austin's a good spot for sure. Were you uh, by any chance hit over to uh, NFT NYC or was it just mostly consensus? No, I did. I, I didn't make it. Um, Fit, Fitzy was going to go there actually, but he um, he got caught up with some stuff in Europe. So um, a, a lot of the people that in Austin had had sort of 
um, been in New York before. In fact, Joe, who's uh, Joe, who's on the line, I'm pretty sure he was in New York before. But um, yeah, but no, I think everyone was very positive on uh, consensus. Certainly, I thought it was very well put together, and a lot of the side events, you know, a lot of the a lot of the bigger names in the space were were there. So I think it's definitely worthwhile. We're, we'll probably take a booth next year or, or run our own event more likely. Um, so definitely worth the trip, you know, it's just, just, just the people you meet and, uh, have, having the full week there was a real benefit to us, I think. Yeah. I was going to say out of all the events this year, NFTLA, NFTMIC, I definitely would have rather been at consensus if I had to choose all from all, I just happen to live in Los Angeles. So it's, it was an easy, it was an easy get for me and uh, NFTLA. So Good times. So tell us, man, let, let's talk, let's talk Schiller real quick. Let's talk, uh, like how did Schiller come about? Tell me more about Schiller from the ground up. Cause there, there is a company, I don't want to bring this name up, but there is another Schiller. Yeah. I think it's in the UK as well without the E and it's called Schiller. I believe it's an agency for like uh, web three. Yeah, they, they, agency. yeah. They reached out to us. Schiller, Schiller without the E and, I think I, I don't know the guys sort of personally. They they did reach out um, a couple of months back. Sure. I think I think I think they're in some sort of consulting or agency. Maybe there's a you know maybe there's a way we can do something with them down the road. You know I'm sure sure if we get our heads together there will be. Um, yeah yeah I mean just just by by way of background I I was um, kind of two two major events really happened to to get this company going. One was I, I spent a lot of time in Asia growing up i was in um singapore hong kong and spent did a lot of business in china in the last kind of 10 15 years and um i, I think when you when you're in that part of the world you, you'd have to be blind or, or an idiot to, to not notice j- just that china is ahead when it comes to to mobile and and actually quite a lot of other technologies um it's i, I think just a combination of that there was this massive consumption upgrade in China in the last 10 years, meaning people who never had a moped, you know, a computer, a, a fridge, a laptop, they, they suddenly all, you know, nearly a billion people all got a smartphone, you know, and um, what, what, what happened when people started to get smartphones was they, they started to all use a messaging platform called WeChat, which is backed by Tencent. And they all started to pay for things with QR codes and, people people were essentially running their lives through their smartphone device and watching their entertainment playing games doing their banking all through their smartphone and because of that and just the sheer volume of people the, the quality of the applications used in china is just far superior to the rest of the world and some people don't like to admit that because uh, you know wherever they're from they like to think they're ahead but but i've seen it firsthand china, china is just ahead and um I, about six years ago, I could I saw the rise of live streaming apps, you know. And if you think about um, Musically, where where my co-founders from, the founding team of Musically, you know, they started to use short short video and lip syncing and live streaming in applications like that six, seven, eight years ago. And there's 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 literally dozens and dozens of video apps that have huge populations on them. And I think this was a really interesting um, advancement in technology, which basically allowed people to stream from their their bedrooms. I guess like what people are doing on YouTube and Twitch. But what happened was in China, these 
these video applications were not just live streaming with messaging. They actually started to become commerce applications. So people were able to stream, but also um, attach inventory from commerce databases that sat native on the app. So what this meant was people could sit in their bedroom and not just talk, but they could talk about a pair of shoes or some lipstick or pair of sneakers and they were becoming not just influencers that but they were becoming retailers in their bedroom and um the biggest apps in china are called things like taobao live and kuai xiao and pdd and and these applications have literally tens of thousands of people every day going live selling anything from shoes to watches to to, to even live produce you know live fish you, you know and other other sort of vegetables and so on in china and the numbers behind these from a eyeballs perspective but also from a, a dollar perspective of sales really is mind-blowing and um pro- probably the most famous live streamer from a commerce perspective in china is a guy called austin lee spelt l-i and austin austin used to work in a in a department store you know a, t- a traditional kind of equivalent to to Macy's or something or, or you know Walmart or something and he used to sell beauty products and now he's a live streamer in China where he's got an um, an enormous following um, and the reason he's got a huge following is he's very honest he's on he's on the side of the customer so he'll tell you if a lipstick is great quality or if it's garbage and because of that consumers like him because there's no there's no bs and just to give you an idea, last year, his top selling show in a single day was $1.7 billion, B, B, B with, billion yeah. with a B. Yeah, I was going to say and, billion um, with a B. <laughs> yep. And um, just to put that into context, the, the beauty industry globally, you know, if you look at LVMH and New York and London and Paris and all these centers of the beauty industry, it's about $500 billion industry in terms of gross merchandise value. And he did $1.7 billion in a day, you know, in, a, in an afternoon. So, so I mean, the, the numbers are insane for, for how big this is in China. And the reason for that is twofold. Number one, that because he's honest, it, these shows are perceived by the Chinese public as a form of entertainment. You know, people sit and watch this guy talking instead of watching the TV. So the dwell time in these surfaces is very high. But because in the video you're watching, there's a button where you can press purchase. Um, and within two clicks, the lipstick has been sent to your door. Because of that, the conversion rate is high. So it's like a double instant positive. Grat- instant gratification, right? It's, yeah, yeah in, instant instant gratification and then the chinese also put in tons of games so if you if you watch the show long enough they might do a, a spinning roulette wheel where you have the chance to you know win a lipstick or they might have a mechanic where if you bring three friends to the live uh, you get 20 pounds or 20 dollars off you know your purchase so there's all these hooks that the chinese are just very very good at designing into the surface um, that, that make these things very, very high um, in, in terms of revenue. So, so I, I, because I was living in Asia, I got to witness this chaos, you know, which I think was a, a massive leap in the kind of e-commerce space. And I then joined a company in California called Wish. Um, about five, six years ago, I joined uh, this company called Wish.com, which was, uh, uh, you, you've probably seen Wish. We were selling 3 million products a day. I have. From, it's like Ali, is it like an Ali, like Alibaba? Yeah, it's kind of like an AliExpress. It, we, we were focused on selling direct from merchants or manufacturers 
um, all in China. We had about a million sellers, and we were selling about three million products a day uh, around the world, mainly sort of U.S., Europe, and South America was the was the consumer side. But we, you know, we were in the top five customers of Facebook. You know, huge spenders of Facebook ads, um, and our average um, sales price was somewhere in sort of six to nine dollar range. So, you know, whether it be an unbranded pair of shoes or you know, I think our best-selling product was an avocado slicer one year, which was priced at a couple of dollars. You know, it was it was basically selling cheap, unbranded stuff directly from China. You know, that was that was kind of the play, and it's it's always remarkable how many people are looking for low-priced products. You know, they can't not everyone can afford branded goods. And um, anyway, it, it was it was I had three great years at Wish, um, essentially across their consumer marketing uh, function uh, as that was my role. And I was having seen the explosion of social video commerce in China and then seen everything that was going on at Wish. It was, it was obvious that the next market that was going to embrace video was, was the West. So, um, so I basically quit Wish three years ago. And um, I started building with Eric, the, the chap from Musical.ly. We, we built a team in Shanghai. And we said, listen, let's take all this genius video social gaming type commerce let's let's bring it to the west so we built a tech team in china built a team in in europe and we went and launched our own video shopping application uh three years ago um called ooh so ooh with five o's in it com. and um we we went after traditional commerce in the beginning you know selling sneakers beauty products fashion products essentially helping connect merchants with creators with regular members of the public through this app and we started off in the uk we then launched it into uh, the middle east we launched it into brazil we launched it into um uh, italy this is all with big partners who have sort of large retail uh, operations and we're about to put it into africa um but you know whenever you're selling anything whether it be sneakers or watches or or anything it's 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 a heavy process you know there's there's fraud there's shoes that don't fit that need to be returned there's customer service yeah, you know it's the hard it's, part about like it, real in real life goods is that yeah there's like returns returns and stuff so yeah it's 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 very hard so we, we sort of changed that business over time into being a licensing business where we said to people we've got the chinese know-how and we can give that to you as a large commerce company. And that's really where that business has sort of ended up. But we we realized probably about 12 months ago, we looked, we, we thought in the West, the winners in this space are going to be people who are serving a niche. And when I, when, when I think about a niche, I mean something like sneakers or watches or wine, anywhere there's an existing passionate community. And um, you can see that already with a company called Whatnot in the U.S. You know, Whatnot's doing baseball cards, Pokemon, comics. They have a video community, very similar to our tech, actually. And they, they, they service all these folks that attend conferences to, to, to trade baseball cards or Pokemon. Right. And they've built this peer-to-peer platform through video where you can sell goods you know, to one another. And essentially they've mashed together YouTube and Instagram where people advertise their, their collectibles. And then they've mashed together something a bit like eBay or PayPal where you can pay for it. And that's basically what whatnot is. And I think their valuation after two and a half years is about $3.8 billion, you know? So I think they were the right product in a, in a, in an existing community, 
um, and um, in 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 a and they were the first mover. So um, so so we we looked at it and said, where should we focus as a niche? We can license our tech out, but where do we see an existing community that's global um, that we could go into and really take ownership of that on our own? And um, we we looked at kind of digital assets, or you know, I don't like to say Web three, but we looked at the sort of Web three space. And, and it, I think what appealed was most people in this space are gathering just like we are now on, on Twitter. Um, and, um, Twitter spaces is, is quite clever in many ways, but it, it doesn't have video yet. Um, it doesn't have tipping. I'm sure it will soon. Um, it doesn't have token gating and you, you can't sell anything, you know, so it's, it's, there's like pretty four missing pieces. And we knew that we, had the technology to, to cover most of those parts off. And then I think the second thing was if, if we were to launch a video-based app into, into this sort of Web3 community, um, you're not selling any physical assets. You know, you're actually enabling people to sell digital assets, which allows it to genuinely become a global, a global operation. So, so we, we started to look at that instead of sneakers or watches or wine. We started to say, what if we, if we built something around getting communities to, to be a lot closer, but, but the, the promotion of digital assets, no, you could still sell physical assets in this realm, but it wouldn't be our focus to be a sort of physical e-commerce company. So ab- about a year ago, we, we, we sat down and when I say we, I mean our sort of technology team and we, we sat with the Snoop Dogg was someone who, who I'd got to know through my time at Wish, you know, one of our, our big investments at Wish was sports sponsorship. We sponsored the UFC. We sponsored. Um, we did a big World Cup campaign with Neymar and Paul Pogba and a bunch of the biggest names in soccer: Gareth Bale, um, Buffon, and so on. But probably our most notable was sponsoring the LA Lakers jersey. You know, and um, the, when the NBA said brands were going to be able to appear on Lakers uh, on NBA jerseys, we, we decided on the Lakers, and we were very fortunate because during that time. LeBron James moved to the Lakers, so it became a very desirable asset. And um, du- during that whole um, time, uh, I started to use celebrities to amplify the fact we were sponsoring the Lakers. And one of the people we used amongst Kendall Jenner and others was was Snoop Dogg. And I, I got to know him through that process. We did four or five campaigns with him. And I just felt he was a, a bit of a freak, really, when it came to how universally loved he was. You know, I've, I've, I've never been around a celebrity who is loved by people of all ages, genders, colors. You know, he, he is, he is just, he's just loved. And not only that, he's incredibly smart as a, as an entrepreneur. Um, I was sort of blown away by how on the pulse he was. So, um, so, so we got to meet through that. And about a year ago we reconnected and he'd seen what I'd been building on the video side. And I talked through how we were looking at launching a, a vertical of our own using the tech into digital assets and sure enough you know he has become quite a name in in the digital asset space um and we we got our heads together and said you know let's let's have a go at launching this and i was commenting to him that you know it, on, on twitter twitter spaces so often you go on chats like this about projects or um nft collections and so on and people start the call by saying there can be no shilling on, on these calls. You know, we don't want any shillers on, on these calls. And I, I always thought it was a bit of a negative way to start a call. So 
I said, you know, I think we should call this thing Schiller. You know, I think I think promoting things, you know, is is a, always has been and always will be important part of business. So if if we set the ground rules right, we set the technology right, so you can allow people to, you know, make control their environment. You know, why not embrace the word Schiller? So, um, so last May we set up a company in in the U.S. called Schiller, um, and we. Um, we we essentially took the the streaming technology we had and started to think through how do we how do we make this a platform to help key opinion leaders and creators broadcast to their audience what would they need to do that and i think i think firstly they need not just live video they also need live audio you know like we're doing now sure and 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 then i think also they need the ability to token gate so sometimes you want to broadcast to everyone the public at large Sometimes you want to only speak to, to people who hold, um, you know, the, the collection you have. And sometimes you want somewhere in between. Maybe you want everyone to hear it, but maybe the only people who can interact are people who hold the token. It could be a good way to almost promote your collection. So this is this is the thing we started building. And then we also added in the, the ability to have a wallet on the platform. So if you're a creator and you sell some, something, you can promote it from your wallet or you can you can sell and, and your wallet will receive the, you know, the income. So, so we work through these nuances and, you know, we've been building this, this, you know, during the last sort of six to nine months and we're very close to launching the first version, um, which will be, uh, which will be in the app stores and will be, will be called Schiller. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how we got where we are. So let me ask you a few questions because, uh, in my mind, I'm thinking of like QVC, you know, or the home shopping network, Yep. Is that kind of the way you guys are going to be doing this, but more on a, you know, basically like a streaming front? Yeah, I mean, QV, QVC was obviously a great company in the 1980s. And they, um, you know, it, it was, it, the QVC was set up as, a, as an organization where you'd get, you know, B-grade actors to be sat in a studio selling vacuum cleaners. So that it was kind of a one-to-many model in so much as you, you'd have one actor talking into the camera selling you a, a cleaning product and you'd have people sat at home the, the the major difference with our platform is this is many to many meaning if you're approved to be a creator you know you you can go live whenever you want either through your phone or through a more professional setup using you know professional cameras multiple microphones and cameras and so on so the first difference is is, is many to many and then the second thing is it's interactive. So because it's live, people can send you comments in the text. They can send you emojis. They can send you tips in virtual goods, which, you know, goes, goes to the creator. The majority of the tip goes to the creator. And then the creator can also sell things, but not just uh, physical products. They can, you know, from an e-commerce store, they can also sell you digital assets. But, but, but at a very, very macro level, it is similar to QVC. Um, but, but I think it's just come on a, a little bit, you know, since then in terms of authenticity levels and the, and the, and the kind of tools that are available to the creator. So with that said, my question is if Twitch or like YouTube streaming comes out with a competing product, I mean, let's just say they already, they can launch products like in stream while people are streaming, things like that. Would you guys, would you guys see that as like a huge, I mean, to me, that sounds like they could actually turn a switch in a couple of days and 
like compete against you guys pretty easily and they already have this built-in user base like would you guys see that as a problem or no i i don't think so if if, if you go to china there are there are i wouldn't say hundreds but there's dozens and dozens of, of streaming platforms and they all tend to have a niche you know so if you uh, look at game if, if 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 you look at um if you look at twitch their kind of peer in china would be something called daoyu or huya h-u-y-a and and gaming is 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 such a huge vertical in in china and in the rest of the world that that gamers like to kind of consume content in gaming and and how it works in the gaming sphere is people do the kind of watch along they show you how to get through call of duty and people send each other tips there's a little bit of e-commerce and so on um but but it tends to be a, a pretty pure community of gamers um and I would imagine Twitch will will bring in certain features that we've got, but I don't think it will be an exact match for what for what we've got. But I I I, I do think you will see start to see some of these features coming in. But I actually think the first person to bring in these features is probably going to be Twitter. Um, but but we've got enough different stuff, um, which I think will which will keep us separate. Gotcha. So is this mainly going to be off of like someone's cell phone or are they going to be, you said they can set up a bunch of multiple cameras if they wanted to be like a, you know, like a streamer, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's very important to, it's very important to have both. So some people want to, you know, be walking around at consensus with their iOS and they see something amazing happen or they discover a booth where someone's, you know, got a great new product or service and they just want to get their phone out of their pocket and go live and say to their community, guys, look what I just discovered. I want to share it with you. You know, so so I think the the kind of iOS broadcast will always be very important because it gives you flexibility. There's other times when you might want to broadcast and have three different people on the video and or you might want to be doing a live music show where to enjoy the music, you know, as much as possible, you want to you want to be using a professional microphone, multiple cameras, and create this kind of studio environment. So, we've also built through the browser an ability an ability to build a show where you can just enter different media formats. I mean, it's it's, it's idiot proof, you know. So, and I think both both are important, but. The, the, the real point of difference for us, um, you know, because we've got tipping in our platform. Not everybody has tipping, but I think in time they'll, they'll catch on to that. So, but, but the real point of difference for us is whilst you can sell digital assets on Shiller, so, you know, so, so you could sell a pudgy penguin on Shiller from OpenSea, as an example. Uh, you can access all the marketplaces. And you could also sell stuff from e-commerce stores. So you could sell a pudgy penguin's hoodie from their Shopify store. But the real point of difference for us is you can create digipasses, which essentially give you access to content. So the creator can say, I'm going to create a live music show, and I'm going to create a digipass, which, which is priced at the equivalent of $5, um, and they're going to say, I'm going to make a 1,000 of these. Now, the reason that's important for the creator is the creator is going to get to choose what the mix is of the revenue. So when they make $5,000 from that show, if they sell them all, they can say that 20% of this is going to go to their agent, 30% is going to go to, to, to you know, a charity, and the rest is going to go to them. So that's, whilst we won't use the term smart contract, that's basically building a digital asset which is tagged to the content 
but it's powered using a smart contract. And, and, and that NFT, DigiPass, will become a collectible. You know, so, so that will sit in a marketplace after the show has, has completed. And I, I don't see other platforms like the ones you just mentioned doing that anytime soon. They might do eventually, but we'll, we'll be doing it in the next one month. Right. I get, I'm just wondering because I always think of like, okay, so if someone does like, cause I've, I've built companies before. So it's like, if this, yep. if this organization that's not a competitor right now, just does a couple things in like two or three weeks that, you know, changes the way they do, they basically do, they operate all of a sudden they're my competitor and how quickly would they put me out of business? Right. And that's how I think of business in general. And that, that's why I'm like, you know, there's lots of people that stream right now and they get rewards, right? Virtual rewards, like, you know, people yep. gifting, people subscribing, all these things that are already, they're already been happening for a while, actually. And uh, yep. if you go on to a stream, theoretically speaking, you could actually say, hey, here's the item that I'm selling today and just have a Shopify link and site and stuff like that and say, Hey, go here and buy this. And here's the reason why you should buy it. And then, you know, you can just like track sales through that. So I'm just trying to think of like the point of differentiation that makes this like, like a no brainer for other people to be like, yeah, let's get on. Let's go work. Let's work on Schiller instead of uh, let's go work on, um, you know, Twitch or let's go build on, yep. on uh, what's the other one? Kick now. I think there's a uh, kick.com. Yep. And then there's uh, I, you know, then YouTube, of course, as always, you can be on YouTube and, streaming now and they've been competing by stealing you know twitch twitch streamers and they you know they you could sell from there too i've just never seen it done like you said it's never i've never seen it where like a streamer is like oh yeah here's my stuff buy it right now in stream while we talk you know like that all makes sense to me like what you're saying makes sense so I think i think the i think the niche is very very important when when you when you're in this sort of space um, uh, and when, when we say niche, we, we're starting out in the kind of Web3 space. So we're, we're thinking about how can we improve the experience of key opinion leaders who are already living on, on Twitter spaces, making content, you know, in the kind of Web3 world. Um, and then the second um, space we'll move into is music. So we're, we're thinking about how can we help the lives of key opinion leaders in Web3 and then secondly, projects in, 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 in Web3. So when you sit down with a project owner, I, I think people are interested in, number one, the token gating feature. I think, that's, I think that's super valuable to be able to speak to everyone or speak to just your token holders or in between. And then the other thing we say is if, if these people want to embrace commerce, they can sell on our live streams and we don't take any money from that. Um, because it's not really our focus. Our, our focus is on the on these digital access passes. Um, and I think if you, if you don't have a niche, if you try to be something to everyone, then you will go up against some of these giants, and eventually you will lose. Yeah. So, but but I think for us, because we know the the, the relatively small space that we want to play in. Um, and we don't want to be a sort of mass market tool. I, I think you can be quite focused around where you want to play and, and where you want to give stuff away. So for us, giving stuff away means enabling commerce to their own website, but not charging for it. And therefore sort of adding, uh, you know, adding value. Um, but yeah, I think you have to be very, always very mindful about how, how someone can category kill it. You know, that's pretty much what you're describing. Yeah. It always makes me worried. Like I said, if there's always you know, first off there's a brand there, then there's like, 
an already you you know built user base and a, and an innovation stack of some kind that's you know got a lot of history and data around it so they know what works what doesn't things like that so there's definitely a way to do it but at the same time like I said you guys have definitely have a unique there's something unique here and uh, there's got to be a reason why people haven't done this yet right like what could what could that possibly be I think the the, the social platforms of the, of the, you know, that have mainly come out the U S you know, Facebook and others, they have been so dominant. It's been very, very difficult for other people to enter. Right. And, um, I think the reason you've seen applications grow so, so out of nowhere in China is, I mean, a, a wish as an example, we were spending about $70 million a month on Facebook adverts. It's a lot of money, you know. Mm-hmm. And we we were a glo- we were a global platform, but we're spending seventy million dollars a month. So, what what happens in China is the Chinese don't like to look at spending huge amounts of money on user acquisition. What they prefer to do is reward the community to grow the community. So that they're very good at building features whereby, I'll, I'll give you an example. We're looking at a feature in Schiller where if if you're a creator and you recommend five other creators will send you something of economic value, such as a ledger wallet. So we're basically saying getting five new creators who all have a following, if they're approved by us, they'll all bring an audience. And the cost for us to buy that audience you know, th- through advertising on social networks would be X. And the Chinese are very, very good at this. You know, if, if, if you buy a product and you buy with a friend, you get it for 20% less. So it's it's rewarding based on uh, kind of success criteria. Groupon, and I, and I th- <laughs> yeah, yeah, Groupon is a, is an example of that. The only difference would be the Chinese are building these these um, mechanics native in the app. So just like where you can go to Starbucks and collect ten stamps and get your eleventh coffee for free, the Chinese build these type of things in the app to support user growth. Smart. And I and I. Yeah, yeah, very, very. This is this is what they're very, very good at, and and I think, I think if more companies had done that in the West in the last ten years, Facebook maybe wouldn't have had the ride they've had. Yeah, I don't disagree, and also with their open uh, graph API, like sharing so much data across people that just build like Facebook apps at the time, it's pretty interesting. Like so much data has like been gleaned from those guys. But yeah, I think it's interesting what you guys are doing. I think it's I think it's definitely a new take on stuff where you're you're basically saying you have this basically kind of like a QVC online and you're going to be streaming but also it's going to be integrating all sorts of services so it doesn't take people out of the user experience. They're like kind of like trapped in this like in a good way. I wouldn't really say trapped, but they're they're kind of, you know, I guess uh taken care of during the entire like stream that they're watching. They can just buy everything they want. They can just keep watching. They can order coffee, food, whatever they want from the stream and just keep moving on. And like all of a sudden it just shows up at your door. It's instant gratification. Services are going to like basically like basically very much speed up. And I'm guessing you guys are making partnerships with like Uber Eats and Postmates and DoorDash just so you can like fulfill some of the stuff or you guys doing it yourself or. Uh-oh, did we lose Sam? Can anybody else hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you, dude. Okay, I'm like, what's going on here? Can anybody hear me? Okay, I think we lost Sam. Um, yeah, he might come back. He might just leave and have to come back in. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Yep, yep. 
Sam just has to yeah, leave I mean, and those, come back. If he just yeah, I think yeah, I think he um, probably lost us completely. I'll message him as well while I'm just chatting. Sure. Um, yeah. So give me one second. Um, cool. Yeah. So look out for him coming back in, mate. Um, the question about Uber Eats and all those kind of things, those kind of partnerships, if they make commercial sense for us, then absolutely we pursue those. I wouldn't say from day one that that's our strategy is to go after you know those kind of partnerships. Um, I think as Sam was kind of mentioning earlier, it's kind of we need to launch this product. We need to find the product market fit, right? We need to understand and start getting our own data back to your point about data. How how is this product being used? Because many many tech products are launched, many products generally are launched, and they don't actually get used in the end for how they thought, right? And so it's wise to allow that kind of part of the strategy to be slightly malleable. Um, so that's a long-winded answer. But yes, if that makes sense for us in the future, then yes. If, if our user base wants to be able to do that from within a platform such as Shiller, then let's try and facilitate that if it makes business sense would be the answer. Right. So you're, you guys are going to basically kind of like test the products here where it gets traction. And then after, you know, once it gets traction, you guys start like building from that traction and try to win one spot. And then, you know, once you have that 10 pole product type, you'll then keep building around that saying, okay, now let's offer this, let's offer that and like find a way to add elements. Cause to me, it sounds like um, something very futuristic that we've seen in movies and stuff like that, where people are literally sitting in front of their TV ordering stuff. It shows up at their door in like, you know, 15 minutes or, or 20 minutes or less. And you know, they don't ever leave in front of the TV. So they actually, you know, kind of like live, eat, breathe in front of the TV. They could even work from and make money from like theoretically and Schiller. And like, so like not only just a person can be a participant, but they could also be selling something of their own on Schiller as well. Right. So it's, Kind of like yeah. I'm not just the, I'm not just the president. I'm also a, a client, as they would say at the hair club for men. Uh, sorry, old, yeah. old commercial. <laughs> no, no. The one thing that, that I know you, I didn't want to sort of cut in the middle of the conversation because it, it was great. Um, but the, the the idea of this visual of QVC, I I, I don't see it that way. I, I think that the, you know the the audience for streaming, the audience certainly in Web three is very far removed, as Sam mentioned, kind of like this 1980s, stuffy, uh, dry content. Um, I think some people might try to do that on Schiller. Um, I just don't think the audience, I think the audiences have matured, they've developed, and they're kind of, they're, those kind of behaviors um, might not be rewarded and they might not see much traction if they, if they do that. But back to my earlier point, if that seems to be... <laughs> If, if, we, if we are the new, you know, in two, three years time, the new QVC, but with, you know, flashier and, you know, better brand, more modern brand, then, okay, great. But that's certainly not, not what our aim is. It's not to be a QVC. Sure. Um, it, it's, it's potentially a lot of things to a lot of people. But again, in summary, let, let's see how that goes. Um, yeah, I was that's... just trying to, I'm just trying to make it super simple for the audience to understand. Because for me, if I, if I understand it in a simple way, I usually try to, frame it in a simpler way for everybody to understand. So like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. So I just yeah. want to make sure you guys, people understand. And yeah, I, I know it's not going to be like, it's not QVC. It's that's an old model. The cool part is applying an old model to like new technology seems to work a lot of the times. So it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely a super interesting uh, product you guys here have here. And the people that are working on it are just as interesting like Sam and yourself 
Um, and you know, Jim over here. And also like, don't you, are you guys working with Snoop Dogg? Is this uh is there a co- collaboration here or yeah. does he own the company or what's Sorry, the story? sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Sorry guys. I, I, I got, I got kicked out there, but, um, no Snoop is Snoop is a co-founder of the company. Oh, um, nice. he's, um, uh, we, we, I mean, just, just back to the, the, the point you made a second ago, I, I think this is basically a creator toolkit. You know, it's, it's, it's essentially giving, giving people the ability to go live with audio, live with video, sell real products, sell digital products, receive tips if they want to, or, or just create, um, an access pass to, uh, essentially is, is, is giving them economic benefit for the content they create. And I, Obviously, people are creating content of lots of different platforms at the moment, but it's very rare. In fact, I think it's impossible for them to easily set the the terms of the income. You know, if they want to give some of the income for for their content to a charity or to an agent or to a friend or to themselves, you know, it's 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 not that difficult to do that. It's not that easy to do that. So, I think I think all of these things you'd fold into the kind of macro title of a creator toolkit, where they can pretty much run. A business from their phone or, or from or from you know the browser as i said um and we we believe music is a you know is a great vertical um for, for us to go after you know there's obviously a lot of people in, in the music business um there's a lot of people who are trying to get started in the music business it's not always easy to do that um and we're, we're going to be announcing a few moves in the music space you know someone who, who's going to be coming in to, to help us on that side of the business but I think Snoop Dogg represents um, f- for decades, you know, someone who's played the music industry very smart, you know, and he's, I think he, he was a, a great face for us of the creative community. And he, I know for a fact, he believes very passionately about creators getting a good deal, you know, and, and not necessarily um, the big technology firms getting a better deal than the creators. So, yeah, through those interactions in the recent years I had with him at Wish and through his obvious rise in the Web3 space, it was, he was an obvious partner for us. And uh, yeah, he's been, he's been involved since day one of this uh, particular uh, Schiller journey. That's pretty cool. When did you guys uh, start the journey, may, may I ask? We we started the company in May of, of last year. and it's, it's a U.S. Nice. company. Um, I mean, I, I think I think... The, the journey's been going on for years, if I think back, you know, the, obviously we've been building the video technology, we've been, but I think a lot of the things you learn along, along the way, you know, the struggles you see, you know, as, as a creator yourself, and we've obviously launched projects of our own, you, I think the, the, it's been years in the making in, in many ways, but from a, from a legal perspective, we set the company up in May, we've been iterating the software since last summer um to to bring in some of those features where you can uh, you know live broadcast audio video you can sell literally from other people's shopify stores or other commerce stores the tipping the token gating and the the final piece that we're working on before launch is just this the creation of the digipass and setting the, the kind of monetary terms linked to that so um yeah, we're we're about to come out with version one, and you know it will just iterate from there. You know, be, I'm sure it will uh, will add layer upon layer of features for the creators. Sounds good. So, what's next for you guys? Um, in 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 terms of what what's next, we've we've built a really simple process through through the website where people can apply to be a creator. 
So if anybody is out there um, already making content that sits on, you know, any, any number of platforms, you know, Twitter, YouTube, others, if they're already some sort of content creator, they can apply to be a creator on Shiller. Um, and uh, Fitzy, Fitzy sits on top of that process. You know, when people apply, we look at their, you know, their background, their content, and, and you know, hopefully we say to them, you're on board as a creator. And I think we've had 2,000 plus applications. I think we've, we've, we've allowed 600 people to be early stage creators. So, so the, the next stage for us is giving this version one, putting it in the hands of these folk and, and saying to them, you know, play around with it. Re- really for us, just understanding, um, there we go, Fitzy's just popped the, the uh, become a creator application at the top. But really for us, it's just allowing people, you know, who've, who've given us a shot really on this and, and, uh, and saying to them, use the software so we can study how they're using it, what they like, what they don't like, what and, and tr- try and fix any issues. And before we spend any money on marketing to really grow that creator base, probably spend six to eight weeks just just learning what they like and don't like about the platform. Um, and, you know, once once we're through that that process, we're very, very quick at sort of iterating. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll probably then make a sort of second or third version during that time. And then probably towards the back end of the summer, we'll, we'll start getting aggressive on a kind of creator acquisition path. So some of those things around, you know, if you refer creators, we'll reward you. And then obviously going after just regular users and, and starting to build the brand up around Schiller. It's still relatively unknown, um, but that, that would be how we'd see the next couple of months. And then I think with music, we'll, we'll start to bring that in as well into the platform. Um, as I say, we're hiring some people in that space. And obviously Snoop is, is well plugged in that sort of global music scene. So I'd say it's, uh, that, that, that's going to get us through the next four or five months. That makes sense. I like it. So what else, my man? Tell me more about you, Sam. <laughs> Tell me more about the team. I want to know about every I want to know about everything about Schiller here. So Yeah, yeah. So we've we've got um so so I mean my my background is um you know, I'm I'm based in in the UK. Um pretty pretty much sort of serial entrepreneur ever since I was, you know, in my in my teens. Um started a couple of businesses very very young. I then did a, a few years at Anderson Consulting, which is now known as Accenture, a sort of professional services firm. And then yeah, I, remember, um, I did I, 10. I remember when they, they broke, they parted ways, uh, Anderson Consulting and uh, Arthur Anderson Accounting there. They spun off yeah, yeah, into too. Accenture. I remember them choosing their name. I, I was dating a girl at the time that was uh, basically working at Anderson Consulting. And they're like, oh, whoever wins by changing the name, like whoever comes up with the name like win something. I don't remember what it was, but, and then they chose Accenture. So it was pretty, yeah, interesting. that's right. That's right. I think it was a, a Japanese member of the team, but, um, so, so, you yeah, know, so I, I joined Anderson consulting in 99 and in 2000, there was a name change. Anyway, I was there till 2003, I think it was. And I then moved to Australia with my wife. Um, and I fell into a very different career after doing a couple of startups, very young, did Accenture. Then I, I fell into a career in headhunting actually i um i was in the financial markets moving people around i was a recruiter i did that in sydney australia i then moved to singapore and hong kong and i was very active in that in that world so this is stockbrokers research analysts yeah stuff of this nature um and i had a very good spell in this career but um the the reason i moved into tech was 
every time a, a bank wanted to meet with me, whether it would be Deutsche Bank or JP Morgan, the heads of banks used to say to me, how many people are in each of these these banks? You know, all of our competitors. And I I used to create paper-based reports and the, the, the banks used to love it. And they used to give me more work because I created these reports. So I realized it's very important for me to do this particular function well. So I, I started to build some technology um, which basically used interactive data visualization to show how banks were structured, almost like a minority report experience showing showing clusters of nodes where each node was an employee of a bank. So if a bank said to me, um, how many people are in Asia in fixed income sales? I would be able to show you on a screen every single person and I'd know their gender, pay levels, who their clients were. So, so, so this, I basically jumped from headhunting to building technology. This is about 10 years ago. And uh, this product, I sold it into many, many banks. And um, almost by chance, somebody picked up on this technology from the NBA. And um, obviously, uh, in basketball and other sports, people are very passionate about data, way more so than HR departments, unfortunately. And um, so, so I ended up using this technology to visualize player statistics and this, this got me into a totally different world. I ended up presenting this at um, something in Boston called MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. And, you know, I was just surrounded by essentially moneyball heads, you know, baseball, NFL, soccer, where's a very rich amount of data. So, I, so this was a very weird journey. And um, because of that, I was then building applications in sports data. And the founders of Wish invested into me at that point. And um, I think a year later, they invited me to come over to Wish. So is it, you know, is it, like a lot of these things, it's not necessarily a straight line. But if you look back, you know, all the dots sort of connect in a weird way. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird career. And, you know, obviously, once I was at Wish, I was very much looking at the e-commerce stuff. Uh, but I had this video explosion of this video category in, in the back of my head from China. And I just, um, I ended up up leaving wish to do what i'm doing now just purely because i felt that video was going to be the the language of the youth and um you know watching my kids i think we're probably probably not going to be far off right i like it and then yeah in in terms in terms of the rest of the team we've got a really really diverse team Uh, my co-founder eric was um he he left he's from shanghai he left um, university and joined Huawei. Um, he then joined this tiny startup called Musically. He was in the first Music- batch of hires <laughs> as mu- an engineer. Did you, did you just say Music? Yeah. This tiny startup called yeah, yeah. Musically. <laughs> if anybody doesn't yeah, know yeah. what Musically no, he, is, he, it's TikTok. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he joined. He 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 was he was lit. He was literally in the founding team of uh, awesome. Musically. So they. Yeah. He, he was an engineer in there, so so he 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 brings with him a, just a wealth of knowledge of, you know, video-based social applications. So um, he he's built a whole team in China, um, and he, and you know he's he's on the Schiller project, um, and um, yeah, we're very fortunate to have this this Chinese team, and then and then in in Europe we've got Fitzy who, who's um, from the north of England like me, but he's he's based out of Greece. Um, very much running this, uh, you know, creator strategy. You know, how, how do we, how do we get this army of creators on? And 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 also, you know, once we're live, how do we? What's the feedback loop look like? To say, we you know, what more? What more do creators want to make this a killer toolkit? That's going to be a super important part. 
And then we've got a, a member of the team called Hadrian in um, in, uh, in in the UK who's come from a sort of program management perspective. So kind of wrapping the whole project up. Um, and then we've got, we lean on a few prominent people in the community to recommend us to great content creators. Jim's on the line. You know, Jim's, I think Jim's one of the best connectors in the space. I mean, he was, he was harping on about Web3 to me nearly four years ago and I, I had no idea what he was talking about but he, he is a he is a very very talented connector and talent spotter so he's he's opened a lot of doors to us um, you know in, in the spaces where you know constantly trying to learn where's the you know, where's the alpha you know wh- who, who are the people we should be going after in this space if we want to make this kind of a, a serious platform so we lean on some 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 sort of um, third parties in that regard who really are just an extension of our of our team. And then I think it was fair to say for our company, we have a blind spot, you know, and in, in so much as we're, we're very entrepreneurial, we've got access to good investors. Um, we're very good at web two development, you know, with the musically guys and the guys in China, but we don't have, we don't have crypto native developers in our team. And this was really stressing me out, you know, a few months ago. So we started working with these guys called third web, um, who are out of the US and Third Web have built this kind of framework of you know lots of different um, s- smart contract technology and um, they also work with a small team of guys in the US who who have built things like you know, Topshot with Dapper Labs and so on. So we've managed to plug in this fantastic development house as part of the Schiller team, you know, on a sort of permanent basis, which which really fill, fixes that blind spot. So, so we're, whilst we're building a social application to help creators, we've also got you know A grade developers um, on the on on the sort of Web three side, and that that was a stress because you know the if you hire great people as full time employees, there's always a risk that they go and do their own thing a few months into it, and you're left kind of in a weak position, or you hire people that just don't really know what they're talking about, which sure. is also a weak position. So. We we that was a that was a big fit. I consider these people part of our team, but they're they're actually part of another group. But um, yeah, they're embedded. That, but they're a, embedded with you. It makes and it makes sense. And I think I know Third Web. Is that the Stephen Bartlett company? Is that the one I'm yes, thinking of? Yes, it okay. is. It is. Yeah, I was going to say I've that's been, right. I've been uh, following uh, Stephen for like four or five years. So definitely get it. And I remember when he started this company and left Social Chain. So that, uh, interesting scenario, my man. That's pretty cool. And I actually think that company's really good. So you guys have like an embedded team or team members from those guys on their, uh, from their side. Yeah. We do. We have, That's yeah, awesome. we have dedicated resource from, from, from their side. So it's, um, and, and that's exactly what their business is designed for. So you never feel like, you know, oh, these guys are going to copy us or, you know, that they're in the beat, the B2B space. And yeah, that that's working out really nicely. So, uh, so I think the next move for us is just going to be building some strategic relationships. So we're just sort of mapping out, you know, who, 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 you know, what conferences do we need to be at this year? And, you know, you know, how do we, who do we align to that's going to give us this, you know, massive surge of, of, of creators and um, but 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 ultimately our toolkit you know our creator toolkit has to be good enough and we have to be we have to go right to the bone in terms of what the creator earns because I think if you you know the, there's been a lot of greedy platforms in the last 10 years you know Absolutely. a lot of people creating content and I think we have to we have to go as close to the bone as we can so that creators are taking 
a much bigger slice of the pie and uh, as well as making the tool easy to use and easy to spread you know so we're looking at a few interesting tools around you know ai ai tools that allow creators to to build their audience um loads of cool stuff coming but um i think First thing is let's get people paid, you know, and, and, and have a tool that's easy to use. And if we can do that, we've got a chance. Yeah, I would say that's a that's a great place to start. Definitely creators are having a really, really hard time monetizing. They have for like, you know, obviously since YouTube's been around, it's been a hard time to basically to monetize. You know, at the beginning they were pay, getting paid quite a bit, but then, you know, everything changes with these algorithms. So if you can get them somehow paid and create tools also that like help them create content as well. Because there's, I've noticed with a lot of streamers, cause I've been watching a lot of streamers recently. I don't know why I fell down the rabbit hole on YouTube, but like our, I would like fall asleep to like streamers, like talking about stuff. It's interesting. See, so they actually, they are always in need of topics and things to discuss on their daily streams. They're always in search for like content and some fun things to do. If you give them tools, to build that fun thing to do and keep their streamers interested, you know, like creating collaborative games, you know what I mean? Like in stream and things like that, that keeps users stuck. I think that's a good way, obviously uh, offering services at some point, if you guys feel like you're, you've grown enough and you can make a partnership with like a delivery company and expand your, Hey, order a coffee or order some food. So you don't have to get up and it'll be at your door in 15 minutes instead of you having to wait, you know, stand up and make coffee yourself or, Whatever the case may be, that's like I see that as a little bit longer term solution. I see more of like, hey, let's do this, get streamers, let's get like creators paid, but let's also give them you know ways to like, like kind of create content with their you know viewers because you can't you know when it's a that's why I think social audio is so powerful in this case is that it's a one to many conversation where you know Twitter in general is just a tweet. Usually people don't use it correctly. They're just lazily putting out like a tweet and then maybe they respond to their comments. Maybe they don't. It's basically a blast, right? Like um, sending out a, a no, an email blast. Like no one expects someone to respond to a mass email. They just expect to get an email and then people either subscribe or like, they unsubscribe or they read it or whatever the case may be. In this case, this is creating community inside of a stream, right? And this is how people connect. And if you give them things to do, a shared common like interest besides just the streamer, but other things to do with the streamer, they have a deeper and more fulfilling connection. I, th I think the, the other thing we've got, uh, the, I mean, there's, there's games in the live stream, which are interesting. You know, I think the greatest currency in the world is hope. You know, you know, if, if you can give someone the chance, they might win something today. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You know, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And, and there's some, there's some gate, there'll be some games you'll see coming in, but we've also got this voting feature, which basically allows the, the creator, which could be an artist or a project to say, do you think this thing is hot or not? Um, you know, um, and, and basically you give everyone in the chat 10 seconds to vote. So you can, you know, you, you could almost be an artist or, or, and you could be, you could be saying to your audience, you know, what do you think about this? And you can say, oh, you're 82% positive about this. So I'll do it, you know, or you could compare two scenarios. So the, the the chance for the the community to almost drive what the project's going to do next is very very real um and obviously that can be token gated so you know you're talking to the real folks so i think this is true interactivity um and i think that's that that's going to be that's going to be a valuable thing but to be honest we've just got to test this stuff you know we've 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 built it before but we've got to test it with this particular niche 
and see what people want. And if they tell us, we'll we'll go and build it. You know, the guys are, are very quick. Once the foundation's in, they'll be they'll be quick. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. Very cool. And the system you guys are working with, Third Web, they have a lot of SDKs and platforms. I've, I've looked at their stuff about a year ago when I first, well, actually it was probably like a year and a half ago. Whenever you started Third Web, I was looking into like all of the systems they actually have in place and how they help people build all these, you know, integrate SDKs and, and all these other platforms and, you know, in admin dashboards or whatever you actually need. Um, it's definitely a really strong collection of services they offer and you got you know you guys working with them it gives me a lot more confidence that you guys are going to succeed in this what you guys are working on let me ask you a question how are people going to get paid is it through is it through crypto everybody's just going to get paid through crypto like a, a creator? there's 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 a yeah there's a there's a there's a couple of ways so we decided to build the tipping the tipping feature so the, the way tipping works in china is it's 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 through something called uh, virtual gifting. So, um, but basically, you'll you'll see on TikTok people are sending each other roses and so on. So, so so the so the way it works um, on on Shiller is you you buy our own internal currency, which is called the shilling. It's an old British coin. Um, so so you you buy the shilling on Shiller through an in-app purchase, um, and then you use the shillings to buy virtual goods to tip a creator. So, um, so, um, if, if, if you were enjoying a show, there's 20 different virtual goods that you could send to the creator and each of these have an economic value from one pound up to a $1, I should say up to $200. Um, and the creator's account will go up based on the tips that have been sent. Um, and we get charged by Apple. Um, I think it's initially 15% and goes up to 30% when we hit a certain milestone, but we, we take a deduction of the tips for Apple um, and the creator cashes out through Stripe. So we felt that it was better to keep the tips really simple um, and they can cash out into their bank account through Stripe and then go and buy a coffee or a pizza or a pair of sneakers or whatever they want with their money. Um, that's the virtual gifting side. And that's super interesting for us because it creates a leaderboard. So depending on how many people are tipping, you can see who are the top creators on a given day or a given week which is a very interesting leaderboard you know you know if 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 i wake up on a saturday morning and i want to catch up with some of the best shows of the week i can look at who who achieved the most tips in a week and maybe i've got a chance of discovering someone great and i can watch the show they made on playback which is a really important feature so if i miss the live i can i can watch it again knowing that a lot of people tip this kid um so this is this the first thing in in terms of the the second way to make money on the platform, that is that is through the ability to create these digi passes, which give you access to shows, and um and and that that will go into the creator's wallet as as crypto. So um so it's kind of a hybrid approach we're, we're starting out with, um and um you know every everyone when they open a the Shiller app will have a default Shiller wallet, but they can also add their other wallets using Wallet Connect. And um, if if they sell any of these digi passes on the platform, they will they will receive the revenue in in crypto. Interesting. Is there a, a way to make it in local fiat? You know, kind of like currencies, or do you guys just want to use crypto? I think I think we're I think we're starting off um, with that, but we've we've also got a. Um, I think we're starting off with Polygon for the digi passes, but if 
we, we're also working with Coinify um, for, for the off-ramp. So, um, I mean, if, if people want to um, go to Fiat, you know, they can, they can do that with Coinify or, or however they normally do that through, through their existing wallet. You know, they can, they can almost choose their exchange. But we, we've decided to test with – we were going to do everything crypto, then we were going to do everything Fiat. And we, we, we thought we'd start with this, tipping in Fiat and sales of digi, digi passes into, um, into their wallet. But we, that, that's going to be the benefit, frankly, of, the, of those six weeks, so really understanding the behavior. You know, do people find this of benefit or do they want to simplify it further? And to be honest, until we test, we just, won't, we just don't know. Got it. One more question for you. Um, I think I think uh, Fitzy might want to add something there. Yeah, go ahead, Fitz. Yeah, cheers, mate. Um, the other thing that I'm interested to see how this plays out with creators is because we're an Atlas network, um, that brands, and again, this is all predicated upon us actually being successful. Anything can fail, right? But you know, assuming we do quite well, and let's let's try to assume that, stay positive. Um, then creators have the ability with the e-commerce side to not be selling something of their own, but putting product placement for authentic brands that they fuck with, right? Which I think is a very key distinction between what you would see often on a YouTube stream or, or something where it's got an ad where it's forced in. Um, and again, back to Sam's point, you don't, they don't control that. They don't control where money can go with the output of the money. So you can't put in wallet um, addresses to like you know an agent or a charity or a co-host, for example. Um, but then the actual commerce side, and this is why I kind of try to distance it so much from the QVC because it's not designed to be someone stood at the camera holding up a, um, a lipstick saying, buy this lipstick, it's great. If someone wants to do that, then that's fine. But the ability to have items in a basket and presented on screen, like if we were here right now, the item would be, if you wanted to, could be showcased in the middle of the room and one click takes you to the actual site, wherever that site is, because this is just a URL, uh, just to clarify the process there. Um, the ability for a creator to, by themselves, without Shiller, go to third-party brands, organizations, and have product placement. For example, Lucas, if you use a particular road mic and you have an incredibly successful show, um, maybe they want to contact you and have road mics be in your basket. Maybe it's Ledger for someone who does security content. And that's another route that will be interesting to see how that plays out, how aggressive creators are, but of course how we can facilitate and open doors to partnerships with brands to allow them to have conversations with creators. Um, there are a lot of options here with that side, so I just wanted to chime in with that. And yeah, I'm done talking. Yeah, I love it. Just to chime in on that as well, um, Sam, can you talk a little bit more about the more um the higher production quality stuff uh, i think you call it like ocm or ocb or something yeah so yeah so there's a there is a there's a, a very well um used piece of technology called uh, obs and oh, yeah. o, OB, obs is basically a it, yeah, it, it's, streaming, it's basically streaming, broadcast broad, yeah, streaming streaming yeah, software yep yeah it, it, it basically allows you to using a laptop you can control you can bring in multiple media formats. So you might have, you might be doing a live music show with four different camera angles and multiple professional microphones, but you can, using a key, you can then push that to your app. So sometimes you work with brands or people in music and they want to appear in an app like TikTok um, or, or Shiller, 
but they want they don't want it to be kind of point and shoot you know from another uh, another smartphone they want it to be really premium content so it was very important for us with Schiller if people are going to be earning money off their content we want to give them the freedom to to, to make premium content if they want so so um if you look to China which you know we we often try to um the big applications over there they're compatible these communities are compatible with point and shoot with an iPhone, but they also can using the browser, you can go and build your live show format if you like. So it might be that if you're a musician, you want to have four cameras, but it might be that if you're showing gaming, you want to show a camera on you talking with your headset on and a camera on your screen and a camera on your mobile phone and a camera on another friend down the, you know, on the other side of the world who's also playing. So, We've 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 built something that allows you to build this setup using multimedia, but then it also pushes to the to the Schiller app, and it's a it's it's going to be fantastic for us, especially in music. You know, where um, we're trying to give creators the ability to earn. They they want to give you know their very best efforts to make sure the show is memorable, especially when these things are going to become collectibles in their own right. You, you know, the the asset that they build, and we want them to be. Uh, collectible in in their own right so yeah the, you'll see that that's just going to be a feature on the Schiller website it's just going to be a, a a broadcast feature from the Schiller website the, the reason i wanted to you to to mention that sam and look look you're you've got a marketing background there's there's a reason why sam's calling these digi passes and not like nft project access passes for example um you know if, if you look at what sam's done and this is what i like about uh, about Schiller and the team is that, you know, all of the partnerships, all of the relationships, that they're all tier one. He's mentioned Coinify, he's mentioned Third Web, et cetera, and, you know, the, the, the team that's already around the project. And, you know, this, the, the, the language, the terminology that's being used, you know, this for me really gives creators, not just inside Web3, but also outside the opportunity to monetize. And what's not blocking their way in is the language or the terminology that sometimes scares people off. So for me, I, I kind of see this a lot as a as more of a, a Web 2.5 um, sort of toolkit, if that makes sense. Um, and, and, you know, I can really, really see it, it, it having a, a mix of, you know, Web3 is very good at making noise. Um, but I think that that's going to, you know, really potentially, but like Sam says, once it, once it goes alive, we can start seeing what the results are and what the numbers are. Um, you know, I, I can really, really see, especially as you say, around the musicians and, you know, doing that higher production content. Um, I think the digi passes alongside the tipping are going to be a really, really big feature. Definitely interesting. <laughs> I agree, Jim. So, Okay, so uh, what else you guys got for me before we uh, close down the show? I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. We're a little bit sixteen minutes over, but this stuff is really interesting. What else you guys got? Uh, bit, a bit of Wonderwall. Yeah. Go ahead. The performance? No, uh, it, was a, it was a joke. It didn't go down very well, so I'll, I'll go on mute. <laughs> You're good, man. <laughs> what else do you guys? Uh, what else do you guys want to run down real quick before uh, we end the show? I'd really like to hear like everything else you guys got. If you have something else, yeah. And- yeah, I think I think the only other thing to say is, you know, we're we've we've you know, we're very much in build mode, but we're very much available as well. If anyone wants to talk to us about what we're doing, please please I, I'm at Sam at Schiller.io. So just just reach out to us directly and we'd we'd love to talk about what we're doing. If anyone wants to 
you know, go in any any further detail, we can. It's just Sam at Schiller.io, and if there's any vendors that we've talked about today, we're happy to um, we're happy to you know connect you to people or whatever. We 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 always like to think we're an accessible accessible group. Um, and um, yeah, if, if you're interested to be a creator or a brand or a project on the platform, also just get in touch. And uh, no, we we just appreciate the the chance to share it. Yeah, it's definitely my pleasure. And on your space it. today, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's definitely our pleasure. And real real quick, I don't, I want to forgot about this one question I had. How are you guys? Um, how are you guys dealing with like basically the the bear market right now? Are you guys you guys operating all right and everything's okay or? Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, 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 you know, I, I was in the financial markets for a long time, so I think you know, there's there's always sort of peaks and troughs of people's enthusiasm levels, and I, I thought it was interesting at Consensus. There was a lot of great, there was a lot of great entrepreneurs there, great great engineers. I think there's there's probably been a bit of a clear out, but I don't think that's always a bad thing. You just it's easier to see who's serious and who's here to stay. Um, and the, the, just the quality of investors in this space, it, it reminds me very much of Silicon Valley 10 to 15 years ago right now. You know, there's some of the biggest investors in the world were in Austin last week. And, um, I'm, I'm very, very positive on the, uh, on the space, but to Jim's point, I think we, we're really trying to be in that. I mean, it's, it's, I think everyone says the same thing, but we, we really do see this as a web 2.5 company. So I'm, I'm, I'm. I see a massive market opportunity with this. If we can, if we can simplify the UI and the UX, which is, I think, super important. There's still 90, too many companies. Ninety percent of the success of anything I've ever worked on is the UI and the UX of it. So yeah, yeah there's no doubt. And I, I and I think we're you know we've got some good experience in that. I think it's it's who can make these applications the Tinder of their asset class. Really, you know, there's, there's still too many very technical looking platforms and. Um, I think there's way too many of them at consensus are just that they've been built by engineers and you almost have to come at it the other direction and, and think if always, you can't control, yeah. always coming up from the user experience, not the, yeah, not the, not the engineer for side. Cause if you're not using your own product, if you're not in the trenches using your own product with the consumers, you're trying to service, you are literally blind to any problems. Yeah. 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 So, so if you can't, and if you can't control this whole thing with your, th if you can't control it with, with your thumb, if then it's, it's not simple enough, you know? So, uh, I'm, I'm no, but, but I, I'm, I'd rather be building this now than two years ago, you know, put it that way. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty positive about the market. You know, we've got, got good investors involved in what we're doing and, and we're far enough down that we can show we're not just showing slides, you know, we've got, we can go live with someone and show them what we've got and people get pretty excited. So, uh, it's not to say we've, you know, we, it's not to say we've made it, but I think we've got, I think we've got a great chance in the coming years. Yeah. It makes sense to me. You guys have partnered up with the right people. It seems like you have the right people on your team. There's really no way for you guys to like, even if you guys are, are little, a little bit successful, you'll have a huge market share. So either way, you guys will win. It just depends on to what extent, or if somebody eyeballs you to pick, like pick you out of a lineup and, and say, we're buying that company. They might just acquire you guys if you're doing it right already. So it makes a lot of sense what you're doing. Yeah. Well, um, I, I really appreciate your, your thought. And if this, if, if, yeah, maybe what we could do is all, all jump on a live Schiller show once we're live and, and, and do a, do a, a sequel of this on the Schiller app. Yeah. I would like that. 
I would like that. It would be, it would be a lot of fun. When is that? When do you guys think you're going to launch? I would say, I would say we'll be uh, live in the app store within four weeks, oh, maybe wow. sooner, but, but I would say, I would say four weeks is, uh, if, is, I could be comfortable saying that. I did as, not as, expect as, four weeks. As, <laughs> as soon as, as soon as we're ready, Lucas, and it might be as soon as next week, we can jump on a, uh, a demo with you, with you privately. Yeah, I would love that. I would love to take a look and maybe I could give you guys a little bit of, I mean, obviously you don't really need my advice. But uh, maybe if I, I can see it, maybe I can, you know, give you my two cents on it where you can improve no, it, no, if but, possible. Yeah, we'd, we'd love, we're all ears. Awesome. On yeah. the contrary. Yeah, on the contrary, exactly. But, uh, to your point, like we need to be asking people, that's the whole thing. Right. So, you know, th- there's no way, there's no way that everything we do will be 100% um, positively received. Yep. Life doesn't work like that. So yeah, I hope, we actually would I hope love not. that feedback. Yeah, I was gonna say I hope not. Like if you guys if you guys did do it all right, that would be uh you know, it's really tough to get that stuff right. You can start with your best foot forward, of course, always, but you could not you know, to get it exactly right out the gate is really tough. So yeah, I, I respect that. And uh I can't wait for you guys to launch, man. This is gonna be really cool. I look forward to to doing a you know, a, a show on Schiller. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm definitely jumping on with you guys. So Appreciate that. And thank you again for, for even you know, listening to a couple of British blokes talk oh, for an hour and a half. Love it. Love it, man. You guys, cla- <laughs> you guys class up the stage. There's no doubt about it. You, you English folk really do a good job with your accents. Class instantaneously. We, we're like uh, 50% more classy instantly. So appreciate the, I appreciate you guys classing up my stage today. And thanks for coming by, guys. Let's definitely redo this in like three or four weeks. And I can't wait to have that demo. So definitely set me up for that demo. Jim, I'm definitely interested. Let's do it. So it's been an Thanks absolute very much. pleasure. Yeah, absolute Thank pleasure. Thank you, guys. guys. Yeah, take Bye. care, guys.